0: Welcome to God, Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. This is Noor Kidwai, your host. Thanks for tuning in. My guest this week is Bruno Mio Rana. Bruno's joining us from a village in Ecuador. Uh, He runs a YouTube channel out of there and uh, he talks a lot about his uh, psychedelic experiences. And uh, in this one, we talk a lot about ayahuasca and like the changes he's made. And it turned out to be a really great conversation. Uh, Please uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. I really do appreciate that. And uh, yeah, give it a good rating. That always helps out. And uh, yeah, you can check me out on Instagram at NoorKidY and uh, Facebook at kid, Y Comedian. Uh, I got my first national television spot coming up in a couple weeks, so I uh, look forward to that. Uh, but let's get to this week's episode, my guest, Bruno Maiorana. Welcome to another episode of God Yay or Nay. I'm here with Bruno Maiorana. Bruno is a great guy from the YouTube channel uh, based on his name. So Bruno, thanks for joining me, my man.
1: It's my pleasure, Nur. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, this is going to be fun. So uh, uh, one thing you talk a lot about in your uh, YouTube channel is about your like experiences with psychedelics and um, how it's kind of like brought a lot of growth and change into your life. So I think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. But uh, just for my viewers, uh, maybe give a little bit of a bio about you, like where you're from and a little bit about your life. Uh, Maybe a quick bio, just because I know you traveled a lot and you have such an interesting life. So uh, yeah, Bruno, tell our followers a little bit about yourself.
1: That's the thing. You mentioned I traveled a lot and now I feel a bit uncomfortable by letting some experience define me as a person. Like for example, I took ayahuasca and now that is the thing I should mention or I went to travel this and this is the thing I should mention here. So, yes, I have a name. Those are facts. Like, Bruno, I grew up in South America, in Argentina. Okay. And Yes, when I finished high school, I started traveling a bit. And then somehow I ended up as an English teacher in Asia. Ended up staying there, like, 10 years. And I I adopted the dog and came back to South America with the dog, like, five years ago. And what else? Yeah, traveled a bit in South America, always trying to explore different paths, different avenues of thought trying to rediscover myself until like you mentioned I stumbled upon uh ayahuasca and yeah that was the game changer and I guess that's what led us to meet right now ayahuasca right? Exactly. That was a catalyst.
0: Ha, 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 no, that's true. Um uh, and uh actually you said something there that uh, I think is pretty important. You said you try not to let your experiences define yourself. Yeah
1: it's like my nationality, the things I did, the things I I like.
0: Yeah, that's actually, uh, that's a really interesting thing. Uh, I think uh, when I took ayahuasca too, it kind of like made me understand a lot about what I'm trying to define myself about a lot. And like, I found I had like two avenues. Sometimes it was like money or like um, success and like those kind of things, which I think a lot of the time. Like in our world growing up, we define ourselves with that. But also it was with experiences as well, right? So like sometimes I would be like, uh, oh, I want to, I'm the guy who had this kind of experience. Or sometimes I would define myself with my ayahuasca experience. But I realized that these things aren't really good for you. They don't bring you any kind of peace. And they kind of take you out of just like living your life. Did, Did that kind of work with you? Maybe can you expand on that a little bit?
1: Yes, it's like your ego, it wants to be recognized or it wants that people can relate to you. So you say something that people will maybe admire. If you maybe if you went to a a good university, you will say you will mention that in your bio. So I went to this university and now I work for this just to get to be people to accept you in society. And that way your ego feels more comfortable because it's accepted and now it doesn't have to defend themselves. It's not different than the others. It fits in society. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense
0: oh yeah it makes so sense.
1: if i say I did this i did that then my ego maybe it feels like it's competing with other people that didn't do that or trying to show off in some way the things they did or the things that they feel defined as a person define them as a per- as people
0: no 100 percent, and uh yeah i felt that like exact uh kind of thing uh myself and i used to define myself by those things but when you kind of get rid of that uh need to define yourself by outside things it really brings a lot more peace in your life uh, did you feel the same way
1: kind of thing exactly but sometimes i close my eyes and i already got like four, four new labels here that i don't know how did these labels appear when did when did this happen i don't know and then i have to work on removing these new labels and then next day wow some new labels here now i'm defined by this yeah, exactly. <laughs> i have to remove all these new labels
0: Ah, That's hilarious and that's funny like that's kind of how like your mind or your ego kind of works like you could get rid of a one label and then all of a sudden like a new label or 10 new labels kind of come and you have to kind of keep with that process of like really like uh, keeping like keeping your um, awareness on that like all those labels that keep coming up so you can remove them.
1: Yes maybe you feel you're grounded because of your ayahuasca experience and after six months you're ready you're back in the world and you need to do it again because you lost all the grounding you had mm-hmm.
0: um, so let's let's uh, go a little bit deeper into ayahuasca so uh let, how many times have you done ayahuasca and like uh yeah like uh, kind of like what's your experience or your relationship with it
1: um so yes, I don't let the the amount of times I, I did it three times the first time it was in uh, Peru then in Colombia, and then in Ecuador, where I'm, I've been living in Ecuador for the last couple of years. And yeah, the first two times I just got diarrhea and get, got very sick and some visions, but nothing groundbreaking. And the third time, yes, I had the whole death and rebirth experience. Uh, the trip lasted like 12 hours and I literally lost consciousness. I got psychotic episodes with the whole package. Oh and I was reborn and after that, there was no way back. it was It was so intense, and I learned so much in just a couple of hours that it just redefined myself as, as a person and made me question and analyze everything I had to start all over again, like learning how to speak, learning how to move my fingers, learning how to feel sensations. It was just very overwhelming.
0: oh i I would have doubt that. so you like actually <laughs> like lost consciousness during the trip
1: yes yes definitely yes i got desperate I, I failed in letting go i felt trapped i started like banging my head against the wall with people worrying, asking for a doctor until i just couldn't anymore and i was laying here in this grass that oh, wow. you can see here
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah and i just tried to get fighting it and fighting it and then eventually i realized there was no way Around it, I just had to go through it. I just had to learn how to let go and let myself die. And after that, I I completely lost sense of myself and time and all the sensations that you feel, for example, um, temperature or gravity. You feel balance. You sense all your senses were gone. So I had to regain all of them very slowly after in a couple of days
0: yeah oh my god um and like that's seen i could see how like overwhelming that that would have been for you um and for people who haven't tried like ayahuasca or are not familiar with like psychedelics just to give you an idea of like what you're talking about like you're fighting that resistance of like the psychedelic coming like um coming on to you like you have to like let go that's what all these psychedelics kind of like teach you is to like let go and like kind of like just go with the experience and like stop trying to fight it and like uh that's usually where whenever you take a psychedelic when you start fighting it that's where you have those like really hard times on it but uh you were saying like it kind of like you kept fighting it and then all of a sudden like you kind of just kind of forced your it almost forced you to like kind of like go by almost like losing consciousness right
1: literally yes
0: yes oh my god and then like uh when you did lose consciousness now you're saying this kind of gave you like a rebirth experience so like when you're coming back you kind of like rediscover everything again almost
1: exactly so i i had already assumed that i would die i had to come to i had come to terms with the fact that that was it that I wasn't, that this was how my life ended. And then I just closed my eyes and I was there for, for a while without being able to move or to feel or to say anything. And very slowly after, Ayahuasca told me, okay, now you understand. Now you have let go. You understand what it means to to die. This is what I had to teach you. And then it brought me back to life very, very slowly. First, I could feel some tingling in my feet. Then I could move my feet very slowly. After a while, I could sit. After a while, I could move my mouth. And then the words were coming very, very slowly. One at a time, I couldn't remember how to say most things, most words. Mm
0: -hmm. That's, yeah. (laughs) That honestly. And that's
1: what. Letting go is about you know, just
0: a hundred percent accepting
1: that you will die and accepting whatever happens without forcing it, without fighting it,
0: and yeah, it's uh, it's a very free and feeling. And then that like whole coming back to like uh, the real world and like how everything's coming back like slowly, like you were saying, like, um, yeah, it's just a complete rediscovering of yourself, and then you can like actually like change your like, um, kind of like, uh your mental constructs of like pretty much how you relate to your like world and yourself and your body and everything and like uh that's how you kind of like bring so much change um all right like uh so can I talk like as I know on your YouTube videos you talk a little bit about uh different things um let, let's kind of like go into mental health a little bit like uh especially depression like how how did these experiences help you with your depression or like kind of change the way you uh, view your depression
1: Um, so as humans we go through different experiences and depression is one of them so what i what i discovered is that depression was like a mask that i was wearing just because uh, i grew up in society and society says that we have all these masks at our disposal and that in different circumstances we wear these different masks so Maybe if we are lonely, we put ourselves the mask of the depressed person. But the day after taking ayahuasca, I realized I had been playing a game my whole life. And I had been wearing all these masks, which I thought I had to wear to be accepted in society or because I, had, I was so attached to these patterns of thought mm-hmm. that I had been thinking this way my whole life. And I felt so comfortable like this. And I had been playing this part my whole life that I actually really believed I was depressed. I really believe this was a real real serious issue and this was real life. I never saw myself as somebody playing a part in which I had categorized or I had defined this experience as negative or positive because of my upbringing or because of my conditioning or causalities. Mm-hmm. So it just made me redefine the whole depression experience. And now if I feel depressed, I can just... I don't want. I just enjoy the experience, and when it's finished, I just take off that mask. I put another mask, just for the next experience to come, just to enjoy and live all what it means to be a human being, and the experiences we 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 have go through.
0: Yeah, and I like that a lot because, uh, like you said, um, now when you get depressed, you kind of understand that this isn't you, right? Like this isn't really yeah. me; it's just a mask. And like you, I was an actor. Yeah, an actor. And, like, you calling it a mask is, like, such a beautiful thing because, like, that in itself is, like, pretty much saying that this is separate from me. And then when it comes back, like you said, you can just enjoy it. Like, don't fight it because fighting it usually makes it worse. Like, that's what the psychedelics teach you. So, like, just kind of be like, all right, it's there. This is just the mask. And, like, when it's ready to go away, you can kind of toss it to the side almost, right?
1: Exactly. And once you get this point, you can just apply that concept to anything you want if you are the drug addict if you are suicidal you can just see the suicidal or the drug addict uh, label or mask and just remove it and take it off and just put on the next mask in the in the same way that when you have a job maybe you're a comedian, you get off the stage and then you put another mask for a father or a husband or your hobby or whatever you want to identify yourself with after finishing your act as a comedian. But without mm-hmm. letting any of these acts or masks or labels really take over your... we are getting lost in the pay, in the paper in the your character sorry
0: a hundred percent uh yeah, I love that uh bruto okay. so it gave
1: so, me back control over my life <laughs> it does <laughs> which I had lost
0: yeah uh, and like uh so you were saying um. You were saying, <laughs> yes, I just saw your dog there. <laughs> cute. Just seeing
1: that especially. Oh,
0: yeah, what a cute dog. Um, so you were saying, um, like, talking about, like, like addiction and um, uh, suicide as well. Like, uh, I know in your videos you kind of uh, open up a little bit about that. So, like, maybe can you kind of, like, give us a little idea of, like, where you were before ayahuasca and then um, – how that changed uh, after, especially with addiction and like maybe even like your suicidal thoughts um, as well?
1: Yes, yeah, so that's three things. Um, where I was before, with addiction and suicide... Yeah, so where I was before, I was just bouncing back and forth between between religion, philosophy, um, psychology, between experiences, between traveling, just trying to tr- find answer, find a way to... To everything, to all this, to the pain that uh, involves having a human a body or being a human, trying to find some mentor, some tutor, some doctrine, some philosophy or religion that actually explains or teaches me this, without understanding that I needed to rewire and remove the problem from the root, not just patching it up. And what all these religions or or uh, psychological theories were doing was just trying to patch this thing, patch the problem or sh- in teaching you this little concept without tackling the source of the problem which was that I was very attached to the the thought processes that I had cultivated my whole life and about suicide, yeah I was addiction, yeah I was drinking almost every day, I even drank the day before taking ayahuasca which is really bad because you should do like a diet and you should
0: yeah, yeah. Do- <laughs>
1: I was like getting drunk the day before taking ayahuasca (laughs) and yeah ayahuasca never felt uh, and it's not just physical drugs it's just emotional uh, drugs I was very very attached to my dog I felt like my dog defined me as a person and without my dog I would feel lonely or empty or if I don't have a partner or a a couple then I will also feel addicted to, to love to affection addicted to my own search or my own experiences, which I told you that I felt defined me as a person. Mm -hmm. And it was, I was from one day to the other, just removed all the psychological addiction and the physical addiction. So I wasn't craving for any kind of (laughs) drug anymore. and not not craving for any other psychological reinforcement that would help me accept myself or get through the day.
0: Yeah, though, I could uh, see that. And, um, and you said you also, oh, sorry.
1: It was a game changer.
0: Yeah, of, of course. And, uh, you said, was it the same thing? Like, uh, cause you used to have suicidal thoughts
1: as well. I guess we all, yes, I guess we, we all do in some way. Mm-hmm. Even though I never really took action, I was about to take action. I was also trapped in this mentality that I am depressed because I'm the victim of the circumstances. So I felt like, OK, I am unlucky because this happened to me as a child. I had a tough childhood and then this other experience defined me as a person. And now the pain is too much. And, I, I, you know, when you're depressed, you, you don't see the whole, there's the whole world out there. You just see where you are and you feel you're trapped and there's nothing else. And unless you rewire your brain like ayahuasca or uh, psychedelics does, it will take you years of meditation and therapy, 10, 20 years in something that you could do in one day with ayahuasca.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, And uh, like you said, it just kind of like rewires your brain, like, so you're not like completely identified with it. And, um, yeah, that, that that's, like, the cool thing um, about ayahuasca because it's, like, you, you start to notice how your brain or your mind is just completely, like, uh, wired to, like, so many different things that you were just not even expecting. Like, we say depression or these suicidal thoughts or, like, kind of, like, all of that stuff, but, like, there's just so many other, like, social constructs that, like, we're just, like, how we were brought up, like, um, and, uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird how we... Uh, can, like, all of a sudden, like, change those patterns just when we just all of a sudden recognize them. Like, even, like, uh, I, I remember you were talking about, like, your relationship with money. Um, Like, you said, like, it kind of changed the way, like, after ayahuasca, your relationship with money changed. And this actually happened with me as well. And uh, just, like, how you look at money now in your career, like, how did that change, like, after ayahuasca?
1: It was, like, being trapped in the hamster wheel. And then you just get off, and you saw, well, I was I was trapped in a hamster wheel, and yes, you you're always chasing for something, and you realize it will never be enough. You always want or money or experiences, or being enlightened or knowing more things or more self-discovery. So you're trapped in a, in a race that you can never win. And after ayahuasca, you realize that you are what you're looking for, and that that wheel you were you were trapped in it was it was just a game. And everything I had been looking for, I had or I was before taking ayahuasca and after taking ayahuasca, my salary was exactly the same. I didn't change jobs. And before I felt, OK, I need to work more because this is not enough. And after the day after ayahuasca, I said, whoa, I can pay rent and pay for food and I still have money to save. I'm so lucky. And like half the, half the population in the world cannot even have, cannot, don't have money for, to save. And I just realized what I had without having to change anything.
0: Mhm. And uh how about like uh with your career like with social media cuz like you were talking about like um I remember in the video you were talking about like how you uh, change your relationship with social media like uh, you used to just like kind of like go for clicks or something or like how, how, how do you explain that
1: so we're, we're always in a competition if you're in SEO you're competing for the first play, first page of Google you're competing with other websites or if you're on YouTube you need to compete with other YouTubers you need to tell your viewers to subscribe or watch or you need to buy views or pay for pay for comments or pay for people to watch your videos just to, so you can have that edge that will put you ahead of the competition mm-hmm. and once you take ayahuasca you just stop seeing life as a competition not just in social media but in your daily life maybe you're competing with your significant others to see who does the dishes today or who does more things in the house or you're competing with your brother or sister to see who looks after your parents just the, the competitions we go through in life are the same that we're going through social media and once you take ayahuasca you just get rid of all those sorts of games you were playing to try to <clears throat> be the best at something or try to be accepted by society you don't have that need to for approval anymore you can just do what really truly makes you happy without having to worry about what other will others will think at the same time without Sitting too close to the fire and while still being grounded enough to pay rent and to pay for food and to look after your loved ones without having to go live in a mountain just to reject everything because you realize it was so fake. This is kind of really understanding the society you live in without having to isolate yourself and escape from everything.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, like, yeah, you don't need to escape from everything. But, like, understanding that that is just competition and you don't really need to, like, be going into that hamster wheel, like you were saying, like, constantly. Because, it, it like, it really doesn't um, bring out your best. And, like, uh, one thing I've noticed as well, like, when you get out of that competition mode and then you kind of like start doing things for yourself like you're just kind of like okay like I want to do this because it brings me peace and it seems like that's what you're doing with your YouTube videos It's just like this is what I like talking about this is what I want to do and like this is what where this podcast came from honestly because like uh I I don't think uh, I would have been like coming out with a podcast about these uh kind of subjects if I was like oh I want to go and, like, compete and make as much money. But, like, now it's, like, no. I Like, this is kind of, like, what I really love talking about. Like, this is stuff that, like, just naturally uh, I love it. And, like, when I come and do a podcast and have these conversations, I'm usually really excited because I'm, like, ooh, today I got to talk about ayahuasca and stuff, you know. And, like, <laughs> I, I love I love these kind of, like, conversations. So, like, now, like, just, like, because I got out of that competitive mindset, it just brought me to this, which I love doing, And because of it, like, I'm actually starting to see people who, like, really resonate with me that kind of continually start listening to me. And then I'm like, okay, so this is, like, kind of, like, how you could, like, just if you get out of that competitive mindset, you can kind of really find your niche and, like, really find your place, like, where you're supposed to be. And, like, it's a lot more peaceful. And um, did you kind of feel the same way, like, it kind of happened with you as well, especially with, like, starting your YouTube, YouTube channel?
1: Yes, exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same. And it's also worth mentioning that when you accept yourself... Before, I never made videos because I was scared. I, I hate my voice. I was scared of how could I look or sound in, in camera. But it, ayahuasca helped me accept myself. And now I feel like I can do anything I want. And in your case, if you are doing this podcast, this will also, these this videos will also help for real life. So people love seeing someone real. They don't want somebody who is just looking for an angle to try to sell them something or to take them, to turn them into their followers or to push them their way of thinking. So after you finish this podcast, maybe you you can do whatever you want because people already know, okay, this is you. This is real real you. This is what you believe. This is who you are. You're not you don't have an agenda or something. Mm-hmm. And it actually really helps for our interactions in real life to so people to see that we are we are normal, real people and we don't have hidden motives.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know what? You said that kind of perfectly. I liked how you said um, like you came back from ayahuasca and it gave you like that kind of confidence to do this stuff. Um, yeah, it was the exact same thing. Like, so in February, I went to Mexico and did a bunch of, uh, ceremonies out there. But like, uh, when I came back from it, it, like, even like during my ayahuasca trips, it was like telling me like, all right, go back. Like you've always like you wanted to do a podcast, like go start now and like talk about this experience. That's how you start. And once you start, you'll just start going. And like, that's what I did. I went and I recorded my first episode. And once that happened, it just started going and I just started growing with it. And like, I had those same fears as you did. I was like, uh, really hated my voice. I really uh, wasn't confident. And like, I just like, before even, like, even in stand-up comedy, like, just before I did those ayahuasca things, I just had this, like, thing inside me where I just didn't believe in myself fully. And, like, just because of that, there was this, like, lack of confidence. And even some, like, really good comedians, they would tell me that, too. Like, they would say, like, your writing's amazing, but, like, there's just something with you on stage. Like, there's just, like, a tad, like, you're just a little off on that confidence. And, like, I think people can subconsciously just kind of pick that up. And you're not just hit. you're like, you're just not like hitting as hard because of that. But like it was after that uh, ayahuasca, for some reason, it just made me believe in myself more. It got rid of so many of my fears and it just gave me that attitude of just like, go and do it. And like, go see where it grows. Like, stop looking at it like... Uh, what like stop looking at it like every move you have to make has to like fucking like hit so hard you know like every move you make has to be like the end all be all like just start like planting that seed and let it grow and see where it grows and if it doesn't that's fine and like just kind of grow with it and like it gave me this like belief in myself where I like actually now I believe in myself that and I'm like so much more confident and even in my comedy it's like improved like a hundredfold just from that thing just because now I like have that inner confidence which is just like so silent and like I don't and like you said all those fears all those doubts and stuff I see them as masks now I see them as a mask that comes and I can now look at it and be like hey hey this fear isn't me and like it just kind of eventually like dissipates because of that and uh, yeah it's helped out so much but you kind of feel the same way eh
1: Yes, and I feel the confidence also try to help people. Because if you have seen my videos, like 90% of are how-to videos, how to do this, how to do that. And before, when I, was, I had Instagram, maybe I would also take a picture of my breakfast or something like really meaningless. Like, who could benefit from a picture of my breakfast? <laughs> but now I feel like, yeah, I was depressed. Now I, can, I came out and I could probably help people and, and actually contribute to society in a way that I find I find myself meaningful and it makes me grow as well as the others grow, grow together with them.
0: hmm Alright. Um also uh, let's, let's let's talk about your dog a little bit because your dog's always <laughs> in your uh, videos and like he's the cutest little guy and um even like you were saying ayahuasca kinda help uh with your like dealing with your dog as well, eh?
1: Yes, my relationship with my dog had been deeply affected by popular culture or by just living in society so society tells you that you have to humanize your dog and you have to think that your dog has the same feelings as humans have and you have to get very attached and your dog has to be the center of your world because you are the center of his or her world. So I had all these preconceptions about my relationship with my dog and I was always petting her, making sure she was okay, making sure she, she always is, she walks a lot, she has everything she needs, she's always happy and healthy. And now I can just see her there laying down and I'm happy to know that she's a dog and she does things that dogs do. She doesn't need to come sleep in my bed. She's happy to lay in the grass or just to be free, and sniff and do things that dogs do. And I don't need to feel guilty or feel my relationship with my dog define me as a person and that I have to defend that relationship or protect it. I know she will die. I know I will die. And that's like totally cool and totally normal. Everyone will die. And we had a great time and I don't need to feel sorry or feel like I have to enjoy every moment with her or every second is precious because her life is shorter than mine. Mm -hmm. So it just took out all the grieving that you have. Yeah, because society tells you you have to grieve and you have to feel sad if this happens, You have to feel sad if the dog dies, if the dog gets sick or if you get sick. Like we put these labels on emotions. We say, okay, this emotion is negative. This one is positive. And then if you don't follow the rules that society says, this is positive or negative, maybe society will isolate you or vanish you. Or it will be difficult to find a job or something unless you play by society's rules. But ayahuasca just redefined all these rules. Now I can be myself and do whatever I want without having to worry. Mm-hmm.
0: And it kind of seems like your relationship with your dogs, like almost like uh, it was almost like the overprotective parent before, right? Eh?
1: Yes, and this is just an example. But we all have some <clears throat> twisted relationships with others, with our colleagues, or partners, or parents, or with ourselves. And just a blink of an eye or a few hours, ayahuasca just f- fixed all those uh, broken wires in my brain.
0: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I'm like... a uh, 100%. And like, I know, I, I remember talking with one of the shamans uh, who was doing the ayahuasca. Um, and they, he told me like, uh, one thing with ayahuasca, it's a, it, it always tells you about your relationships in your life. Like, it's that's like a really big, important thing that like ayahuasca um, focuses your... Um, focuses your like awareness on and I remember like many times like a few times I've done ayahuasca I, I have almost had like a complete like overview of every relationship in my life and it would go from person to person and kind of like show me like um kind of how a relationship is and like uh it also like kind of made me like show me like how to be grateful for a, a person in your life and also like a healthy way of like just um being able to like be with that person and like relate with that person. And like also shows me some of the unhealthy ways I related with people. And like a lot of the time it came down to competition or something along those lines. Like we try to compete with like so many people, even our friends, our family. And it's just like, it's just stupid stuff. Like that competition just brings ill will between us. And like, that's one thing ayahuasca would like uh, would do. It would almost go with like uh I would almost like go from all right now we'll talk about this relationship in your life, and then all of a sudden I'm talking uh the ayahuasca is showing me like a person in my life and like my relationship with them and like how you can like uh make that relationship better. So, um yeah that's uh that's amazing like how you're talking about your dog as well and like how it just completely switched the way you. Uh, related with your dog and now you can just kind of like be and experience speed uh, with your dog and just like be completely at peace uh, with your dog and like the experience is more fruitful
1: yeah that, that was beautiful what you said about how it showed you it helped you well you said it talked to you it showed you okay now we need to work on this relationship okay and this one is fixed let's go to the next one this one is fixed. but in my case it was it wasn't like it showed me or it talked me it was like it really grabbed me from back of my head and it just pushed my head or just throw it down my throat in a really really aggressive way like now you understand now you understand yeah. and uh, until i didn't i didn't really understand it just didn't let me go and now you see, right? It, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a nice experience. It was. It was hell on earth. It was like being trapped yeah. in a black hole or being in the center of a tornado. Or it was like you don't know what's happening and everything's spinning. And you go and you come back. And,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's uh, kind of uh, the way you describe your uh, ayahuasca experience, especially your third one uh that whole rebirth thing so like yeah it seemed like you had that experience like it, like it just shoved down your throat <laughs> which uh I've, I've heard people who've had that kind of experience um, uh, when it's just like it's huge and like those become like they like make such huge transformations in like one uh day. So like I, I think with my ayahuasca experiences and it, it might also be because I've done it a lot more. Um I, I usually see a lot more gradual changes and uh yeah I think that and I think that's uh kind of uh the little bit of a difference because, like, you've done it three times, but that third time, I think the ayahuasca is like, all right, we're changing the sky right now. And you get a freaking <laughs> huge ass change thrown into your uh, lap.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, it showed me that everything I had learned, everything I that I didn't need to try ever again because I, I didn't feel like there was something else I could learn or something else that could happen. I felt like this was it, this was a breakthrough. I was searching for 35 years, I'm 35 now this this was the this was it the experience that yeah defined, and that uh, everything
0: yeah 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 and it does seem like a, definitely a, a defining experience <laughs> um all right man uh, this is the name of the podcast so i gotta ask you uh bruno god yay or nay
1: definitely yay in the sense that we are god in the sense that we are connected to everything and we are all powerful and we have unlimited potential if we can remove all this fear we have been (coughs) embedded with.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, because you said uh, you used to kind of like study like religion and stuff like that. So
1: every religion uh, fed up with that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So like what uh, what did you used to think with like the religion and like how did you go away from that? Why, Why are you fed up with it?
1: this so before i needed i needed someone to show me i needed this book to tell me what to think i needed this mentor to show me the way i needed this doctrine to show me but ayahuasca told me i was what i was looking for and it was all inside me i didn't need this mentor religion philosophy this book i didn't even need anything and the things that you learn they cannot even be described with words so once you you start thinking of the spoken language or the visual language or the written language it just vanishes it's just taking you the whole whole different direction once you try to do this meditation for 10 hours or try to meditate more than this other person or be more aware than your neighbor or be here in the moment, because somebody told you that you are not in the moment. So somebody told you, no, you have to be more in the moment because you are not. You feel guilty for not being in the moment, and you compete with yourself to be more in the moment or more aware than before. And ayahuasca just gets rid of all that, tosses it in the trash, and tells you, you are you are you. You, this is it. There's nothing else.
0: I, I actually I like that uh, kind of belief, like how you kind of say like you are God, like and just in the sense that like. Kind of your experience is like kind of like the main thing. Is that what is that what you're kind of saying?
1: Exactly. You could call it God because probably because of your culture, or you we need to put it some define it in some way. But you could also instead of call it God, you could call it enlightenment, or you could call it it. It's just it. Mm -hmm. And when you realize this is it, and you are it, you're everything. You are all the people. You are all the creatures in the universe. All the stars. Then you can finally do. Oh yes, this was it. Yes, I am God. Yes, I am everything. Yes, now I understand. Ha, 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 right. Your yeah, search is over. That,
0: oof. Yeah, I uh, I know what you're saying. Actually, like uh, I've I've had that on the uh, ayahuasca too, where there was like one trip I remember where it just made me feel so so connected with everything, and it just like I just felt it, and like I was just like holy shit, like it just gave me that mindset of like holy shit, like this is, like, God, we are, like, it's all of us, like, we're just completely connected, and, like, it's the funny thing about that, like, it gave, gave you that relief of just, like, oh, like, I don't need to worry about anything, it's just, like, all your worries, all your fears just completely vanish, and you're just kind of, like, sitting there, like, wow, like, we are just completely connected, like, I don't need to worry about that, um, about death, or, like, any of that shit, and, like, And and then you kind of, like, it It makes you kind of feel of, like, what eternity is, like, how, like, everything is just so much, so much bigger than you, like, the fact that you even, like, look at, like, your, like, petty little, like, uh, you know, your petty little, like, freaking fears or your petty little things that you think about, like, it's just so, like, insignificant, so, like, uh... No, I definitely, I remember having that feeling uh, this last February, actually, when I did, like, ayahuasca, and, like, it was just, like, a completely freeing experience, and then, like, you just kind of, like, holy shit, you do feel kind of connected with everything. Yes,
1: and you said, God, yay or or nay, so I I think, like, yeah, who cares, so God, or this enlightenment, or not enlightenment, or meditation, or no meditation, or God, like, who cares, this is it, just take a deep breath, and... And that's it. Yeah. That's all you were looking for. You didn't need a God to tell you, or some experience to define you, or this yeah. is it. Just take a deep breath, and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, no, that's uh, actually, at the end of the day, that's where it, like, uh, it always takes you back to, is just, like, just take a deep breath, and enjoy it. Just, like, kind of be present, be, like, in the moment, and just kind of, like, s- this is this is it. You're right. This is all that it is, yeah. like, how, like, how they karma
1: say or karma Oh, God. <laughs> Dharma, or yeah yeah One job. One job forward. just enjoy
0: exactly uh 100 percent. and uh like yeah like the like the whole saying like all there is is the present moment is true and like when once you kind of do ex- start experiencing the present moment for what it is then you can just kind of sit there and like yeah and then you can like start to cultivate that like okay like be in the present moment as much as you can in your life because that is where like that's all there it, it is. So like, it is true. And, uh, yeah, no, thanks for, uh, putting that so clearly for us. <laughs> uh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we're almost done here. Uh, one thing I am, uh, I, I do want to kind of like know a little bit about you, uh, just before we, uh, get out of here. Like, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your travelings? Like, cause you said you've been all over the place and, uh, like just kind of, uh, why, why did you go traveling? Uh, when you were kind of younger and stuff and like where did it bring you and what did you kind
1: of learn from it oof well that's a big question, it a big question. <laughs> <laughs> so it was on the brink of suicide when i was 18 i got the chance i escaped from argentina i, I got the chance to move to spain stay there for a year i met a girl moved to germany with that girl stayed in germany for a year learned german Travel around Europe for a year by bicycle, by hitchhiking, visited almost every country in Europe trying to seek. I was, I was like 20, still seeking all these experiences that I, I, I felt like uh, this, this was the time to do it. And I, it was the time to travel. And then I somehow I found a really cheap flight to Pakistan uh for like hundred dollars and stayed in they ended up staying in india also looking for all these ashrams and philosophies like six months and then went to southeast asia got a job as a teacher teaching english ended up staying there for like a year went to china kept teaching english stayed there for a few years went to australia stayed there for a few years did some medical trials to save money went back to asia ended up staying like five years and uh, did some meditation also in, in japan Well, for a year, I was uh, teaching English in Korea, in Taiwan for a year, went back to Thailand, Uh, went back to China, went back to Australia, met another girl, traveled together, bought a motorbike in Asia, traveling Asia by motorbike, Uh, went back to China, stayed there for two years, teaching English from China. I got the dog, came to South America, looking for more experiences, went to Argentina, started a a trip on foot. With my dog in Argentina, we just walked for six months, no bus, no hitchhike, no bicycle, nothing. Just walking for six months, crossed four provinces in Argentina. We settled down in Argentina for six months to work in a hotel. I met another girl and came here with that girl uh, to Ecuador, where I live now. So came from Argentina over land looking for all this ayahuasca and other kinds of spiritual experiences, trying to be in that hamster wheel of the experiences of seeing as many countries as possible, seeing as many places and let, and then feeling the ego grow. When you, more, when you travel more, then you feel your ego gets bigger and bigger. Like now I know, have, I, know I know more languages, now I met more people, now I have more experiences, but I can feel safe when they define me. And mm-hmm. um, and here is how it all ends in Ecuador, where i live. I'm finally happy where I am, without the need of keep seeking for other places or seeking for other experiences. I finally found what I was looking for after traveling for 15 years and working in 20 countries.
0: Yeah, and uh, you you were <laughs> saying like that a lot of your traveling was like uh, you seeking something, so it was like a constantly like seeking more experiences uh, kind of thing.
1: And competing with other travelers to see who travels to more countries by hitchhiking, who spends less money, who can live on 50 cents a day, who who can fix a motorbike when you travel, or who can travel, be more resourceful to get all these paperwork you need, to get all the visas, to... it's just a whole competition with yourself trying to do more than what you were doing yesterday because you feel like it's not enough like you always need more like what what you have here is not enough so you always keep searching for something until you finally find it like i found it now but maybe some people when they die they realize oh i was just searching for something that it was here the whole time
0: yeah yeah um so, like, uh, why don't you contrast, like, tell us a little bit about your, uh, the, uh, where you're living right now in uh, Ecuador, just so we can kind of understand now, like, how your life is and uh, the kind of difference that, uh, like, the complete difference than what you were before when you were just traveling everywhere.
1: Uh, yes, so I am content in, in this place where I am, even though it's not so different than other places where I lived in Malaysia or in Thailand. In China, this is, I, I also live in a small village in China for a few years and then another small village. And it was pretty similar here, actually. But I, somehow I felt like that wasn't enough, like I had to go somewhere else. So my life here, well, we go, go camping on the weekends. I, I try to spend uh, 48 hours away from the computer and the phone. Just don't take the phone, the computer for 48 hours. Monday to Friday in the mornings, we go hiking in the mountain. And that's, what, that's where I make the videos from the youtube channel in the afternoon we go for a swim depends on how the tide is if the tide is low then we go swim in the morning if the tide is low in the morning um have some simple meals we have nothing fancy we don't have any furniture. nothing besides my computer and the clothes i'm wearing just a simple life lots of outdoor activities And and pursuing my hobbies i play violin i read a lot um I do lots of stuff online, like you may have noticed.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, yeah, and so right now in Ecuador, you said like uh, this is like kind of a village you're living in and like this is right on the ocean and mountains as well?
1: In between, yes. In between. I don't know if you can see the, the mountains there.
0: Oh, yeah, I could see them there.
1: And just behind this house is the ocean. The, the city is called Santa Marianita. It's like one hour away, or maybe half an hour away from Manta, which is kind of a big city in Ecuador
0: oh wow that sounds uh hey man (laughs) that sounds like a beautiful uh place i actually uh, i really dig that and um no i i I love that
1: like 300 dollars a month live like a king and just enjoy and have pursue your hobbies pursue your passions and live like swimming on the ocean every day
0: no i love that and uh no and (laughs) i i really do love the idea of like how like a lot of your early life, especially your 20s and stuff, was just um, searching, searching, constantly moving, constantly trying to fill up uh, experience. The constantly.
1: Pass, more, yeah. forward, more stamps.
0: Yeah, more stamps. And I know that mindset because, like, and that's a funny thing about the traveling mindset and how that's different than, like, more of the materialistic mindset that a lot of people have, um, who don't travel a lot. A lot of people with the materialistic mindset, it's more about accumulating success and, uh, accumulating like different stuff like money and like cars and crap like that right so like and then like when you go to the traveling mindset it's more about like uh, being able to have as many experiences as you can and like being able to do that like without spending like as much money so I, I find those things funny but they're they're coming from the same place it's a constant seeking um of um outwards right and then like i love how you said like now you found like just like this perfect place and it's like this small village and the mountains, you have the sea and uh, now you've become like so much more content and like, it seems like you have such a fulfilling life of just being like, hey, I love to swim. I love to walk through the mountains. I love to make these videos. I practice the violin. So like now it seems like you just found like so much fulfillment and you just kind of stop seeking. And now you're just kind of like how you said, like you're just here, you're in the now and you're just kind of enjoying uh i don't know is that uh am i kind of saying that properly
1: (laughs) of course the, the main the takeaway is that it was not the place because i had been like a million beautiful places as cheap as nice and safe as this one but it was me the problem and the the thing you mentioned about the the same situation in in the 95 than in the traveling. Maybe if you're a Buddhist monk, you try to meditate for more hours than the Buddhist monk next to you. If you're a student, you need to study. Or if you're a scientist, you need to have more discoveries. And we are we are all trapped in our own hamster wheel. Some are in the office environment, some other the traveling environment, some other in another environment. But the whole life is a, it's a big trap. And society is just full of these social constructs built, to designed to enslave you or to deny human nature which is that you are what you're looking for and this place right here is perfect and most places i have been before were also placed perfect but i just didn't see it
0: i love that man all right bruno that was our time uh thank you so <laughs> much for doing this uh tell uh, tell people about your youtube channel and i'll make sure to uh put a link in the description of the podcast but tell people about your youtube channel and anything else you want to tell them uh feel free to tell them now
1: My YouTube channel. Ah, yes, YouTube channel. Yes, so this YouTube channel, I started it after the day after taking ayahuasca and just try to teach people all the things I learned in one day of the ayahuasca experience. And it's actually, I already recorded 200 videos and I scheduled them for them to be published for the next one and a half years. So I did all the hard work already the first few months after taking ayahuasca, the first I was recording like 10 videos per day the first month. Oh. And now they're all scheduled and they're publishing once or twice, every few, few times per week. Oh, okay. And it's all about metaphysics related, stuff related to <clears throat> the meaning of life, the meaning of existence, what it means to be human, life after death. There are also lots of tips to travel with your dog, how to keep your dog safe, how, how to train your dog to be a service dog i also have a disability called retinitis pigmentosa so i give tips about how to deal with this disability how, things i learned confidence i sometimes i I, also, I used to teach spanish so i give tips about how to learn spanish or learn other languages yourself so it's a bit of bit of everything <laughs> all
0: right awesome uh bruno so uh yeah i'll uh, put that uh, link in the description and uh, hopefully people uh, go and check it out my man but uh That was amazing. Thank you so much for doing this, Bruno.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: All right. That was this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I appreciate it. Please subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. It really does help. And also check me out on social media. On Instagram and Twitter, it's at Noor On Facebook, it's Noor Comedian. I'm constantly putting updates about the podcast. When new ones come out, I put up podcast clips. And, uh, yeah, I also put up comedy stuff, comedy dates, comedy clips, and different stuff like that. So uh, you can come check out, have a laugh, and get keep up to date on the podcast. Until next time, this is another episode of God Yay or Nay.